0: one. If the God of the Bible really exists, I would go gladly to hell. And anybody happy to go to heaven to worship such a creature is morally bankrupt. It is because God's wrath is real that His mercy is relevant. Unless you have a real wrath, the biblical concepts of mercy and of grace are robbed of their meaning. It's time for Wretched Radio with Todd Friel.
1: Barbie's Worldview has been with us. For a long time
2: Nobody can tell you There's only one song We're singing They may try and sell you Cause it hangs them up To see someone like you
1: This is wretched radio that of course is mama Cass in the 60s live singing back when we used to do such things make your own kind of music did you catch the lyrics there are some people who just want to hold you down because it hangs them up so what are you encouraged to do by mama Cass? that's right make your own kind of music say, what does that have to do with the new Barbie movie? Well, that song happens to be contained inside of that flick because it is sending a message. Like pretty much everything else about Barbie and pretty much everything else that Hollywood produces, it has a worldview baked into it. There is rarely, perhaps you could find an exception, I can't think of any, a piece of art, Literature, a play, film that doesn't have the author's fingerprints on it. Of course it does. And Barbie is no exception. And the reason that they chose this song from the 60s by Mama Cass is because it contains the worldview of postmodernism and perhaps more glaringly. The Autonomous Self. That's what that song is about. Make your own kind of music. Hey, they're just some people, man. Daddy-O, they're just hung up. They're, they're old-fashioned. They don't they are like you, that you're a hippie, that you're using drugs, that you believe in free love and all of the other issues that were a part of the 60s. So what are you supposed to do? Stop singing off the of their song sheet. Write your own music and sing it loud and proud. Perhaps you have been shocked that suddenly America is so obsessed with the autonomous self living for oneself. Example after example surrounds us. I was just reading the statistics about marijuana. They're trying to legalize it in Pennsylvania, of course, under the same old guise of, well, we need it for medicinal purposes. The number of car accidents, <laughs> I think it was 25% of car accidents, and I think those are the fatals, regardless, are involved. They've got pot people. In, that's what they're called, pot people. They've got people smoking the marijuana, the devil's lettuce, and then crashing and hurting people. The number of hospital visits. I I I think like Arizona, it's up over 200% since 2012, Colorado, of course, California. And my favorite reason for people going to the emergency room, scromiting. that's right. Have you heard about the scromiting <laughs> that marijuana induces? You're so sick, uh, you're gonna, you vomit and scream simultaneously. I'm still, we actually went looking. We never did find it. <laughs> <laughs> we look and I just want to hear some scrometing. Now, not not because we you know we want to enjoy and rejoice in some people's suffering, but I think, you know, for the sake of education, I, I would like to hear what scrombiting sounds like. And yet, what are these legislators in Pennsylvania trying to do? Promoted anyway. Why? Because you've got to let people Enjoy themselves. If that's what they wanted, what the individual wants, the collective does not matter. We are only concerned with the individual. I just found it. You you should hear that. From 2020, 24.3% of drivers involved in fatal traffic crashes tested positive for pot. An increase from 14.8% just seven years earlier. Hmm. Michigan. The people who tested positive in fatal car crashes tripled. It's at 23.4%. Hey, let's let's let people be themselves as people who are not smoking pot are put in jeopardy. Doesn't matter. You got to let them do it, man. Got to let them have individual freedom. You got to let them make their own kind of music, sing their own special song. Here it is. Emergency room visits. In the following states, there were 918,000 marijuana-related emergency department visits in 2022. <laughs> oh, this is nice. See, who cares about the kids? A post-Christian world has no concern for the safety of children. The causes, a toddler inadvertently ingesting a parent's edibles, that's happening more frequently, to avoid hypermesis, Syndrome. That's scromiting. 25% more likely to go to the hospital, to the emergency room, if you're smoking the marijuana. California, 89% increase in emergency department visits. Colorado, 148%. And in Arizona, 267%. For every dollar the government makes on pot, they have to spend $450 to clean up the mess. We don't care. We don't care what happens to community. Make your own kind of music because you see the community is oppressive. You see, the community doesn't want you to be happy. They want you to be conformed to their rules. And what do you need to do? You got to make your own kind of music. You got to sing your own special song. And Barbie is just the latest in a decades-long march to have the autonomous self Lead the way in our cultural thinking. The Barbie movie. I, there's a there's a part of me that says, you know, it wouldn't be a bad idea to take your kids to it. There's another part of me that says, not a chance. Why? Well, there's plenty of sexual innuendo inside of it. But I'm looking at plugged in. It's got some a little bit of wonky spiritual elements. They've got plenty listed for sexual content language. Um, the Lord's name is taken in vain almost 10 times. Cool. There's some violent content, drug, alcohol content. Well, as long as nobody was smoking, I guess, because that, that's the autonomous self can't smoke cigarette. You can smoke pot, but apparently not the cigarettes. And it has a slew of other negative elements, which are rather pithily concisely contained inside of an article from John Stone Street. This is perhaps an encouragement for us. You're probably not going to take your kids to the Barbie. I sure wouldn't. That's up to you. You're you're your autonomous family unit led by father and mother. I don't have any beeswax there. This is an opportunity to teach our kids discernment. This thing is loaded with worldview. Let me share with you again. This is courtesy of John Stone Street. He's from Barbie's World, an odd complaint in a society that won't say what a woman is. (laughs) That is kind of funny, isn't it? Hey, Barbie, this is about women. What is a woman? Well, we don't know exactly. But it's about women. Barbie not only engages with contemporary discussions about feminism, but also the biggest worldview questions like what's the meaning of life? What's gone wrong with the world? What will fix the world? Huh? Well, those are big questions. Even in a movie, I've only seen about 10 seconds of it from a trailer. Uh, It's got that, you know, that otherworldly sort of the pastel color thing going on. It's it's very bright and cheery, but the worldview is very dark because they try to explain these things. When you watch something that you might even think is innocuous, there's a worldview in it. We we watch we watch stuff most people don't. There's a show we bought it. Help, we bought a village. These are people from Great Britain who bought a village that was just totally dilapidated in Spain, France, or Italy. And then they spend the rest of their lives going into debt and trying to fix them up. And even in those things, you'll see worldview. There were were a husband and husband duo. There's a worldview represented there. The people talk about how they think about human beings and how how they view the world, what is good in a show like that on the PBS. Yep, it's in everything. In Barbie land, the meaning and purpose of life are to be happy. And happiness is a female-run society. Libertine freedom, scarlet women, and ragtime shameless music that'll grab your sons, your daughters. Sorry. Lines repeated throughout the film. Barbie is every woman, and every woman is Barbie. That was another song, if I'm not mistaken. Barbies can be anything, so women can be anything. And it's all about making men look stupid and women being the ones who should be leading society. It's all over the movie. And it is a really good reminder that when you and I watch anything, consume any sort of art, guess what you're getting? You're getting some Mama Cass. It pretty good there. Kind of Nailed it. <laughs> <ain't nobody's laughs> this is Stretch Radio. Sorry to ask you to do some arithmetic, but this is some math that will encourage you and make you very, very happy. This is one testimony of a mother who chose life because she saw her own baby courtesy of an ultrasound from preborn. grow that number by providing as many ultrasounds as possible at preborn.org slash wretched org slash wretched Hey, thank
3: you so much for listening to Wrenched Radio today. Your support in the past has been kind of like a refreshing breeze on a hot summer day. But I have a challenge for you. We're on a mission to stand firm in the gospel and reach millions all over the world. You know that. I talk about it every day. As Paul said in Ephesians 6, therefore, take up the full armor of God so that you will be able to resist in the evil day and having done everything to stand firm. Together, we can put on that armor and make a lasting impact. So, what What do you say? Are you ready to dive into an adventure with us and become an ongoing monthly gospel partner? It's kind of like taking that refreshing breeze on a hot summer day and turning it into a steady, life-giving wind that empowers our ministry to spread the gospel far and wide. Visit wretched.org slash donate, text the word Wretched to the number 44321, and together we can continue sharing this incredible message of grace and salvation with the world. Wretched, amazing grace, amazing gospel.
1: Five hundred dollars per month. If that sounds intriguing, and I hope it does, please do your research. Visit slash wretched, slash wretched, or call them and talk to a really nice person at eight four four three four Bible, eight four four three four Bible, eight four four three four Bible.
0: Books of the Bible. The Gospel of Matthew is an account of the life of Christ written by one of Jesus' disciples. Matthew's Gospel shows Jesus as the promised Messiah, God's anointed King and Savior. When you hear of the Kingdom of Heaven, remember that there is no kingdom without a King. Only those who bow before Jesus will enter His Kingdom. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. No! Not more entertainment
1: stuff! This is Wretched Radio, bringing you, whether you like it or not, the latest celebrity infotainment news with a Bible verse slapped on it. You know, like most Christian morning shows, uh, let's take a look at what the worldview is inside of Snow White. Disney, boy, they just they just can't make enough <laughs> dreck. I think that was one of their good movies, with the... With, uh, Mark Myers, Uh, Drek, I think that was pretty good. This Drek, it is loaded with worldview. Listen to this woman who is in the movie, the new release of Snow White, because, you know, you have to take a classic and butcher it and infuse a contemporary worldview. This is such a great demonstration of enochronological, enochronological, Chronological, there's the emphasis, snobbery. Looking back on something that was written 85 years ago, I mean, come on.
2: The cartoon was made 85 years ago.
1: Well, well, see, look at how dumb it might (laughs) be. We've got updated because those people, they were so dumb back then.
2: And therefore it's extremely dated when it comes to the ideas of women being in roles of power.
1: There it is. So let's take some contemporary feminist thinking. Take a classic written by people. It is so obvious these people were dum-dums. I mean, all they did was write something, animate it, put it on film, distribute it to theaters. Clearly, these people, it's amazing that they were able to survive. They were so dumb. This is the attitude of the current generation. Anything that is yesterday is stupid. There's no understanding, no thought, no contextualization of history. Therefore, we can throw it out, play with it like a puppet, and make it dance to our contemporary feminist tune.
2: And uh, and what a woman is fit for in the world. And so when we came to reimagining the actual role of Snow White, it became about the fairest of them all, meaning who is the most just and who uh, can become <gasps> a fantastic leader.
3: I don't think those two things mean the same thing.
1: Well, that's not the the fairest. It doesn't mean like who's kind of equal in their judgment. No, it was who's the prettiest of them all. That's right. She was identified as pretty. Well, we don't we don't use those terms anymore because there is no such thing as pretty. By the way, these two women, um, it looks like they put in a pretty fair amount of time trying to be pretty. I'm just saying out of one side of the mouth and then out of the other. And the
2: reality is, you know, Snow White has to learn a lot of lessons about coming into her own power before she can come into power over a kingdom. Ah,
1: uh, I see. I see. So who knew that this is, talk about Jesus? I'm going to take a thought. This is, this is almost as bad as a Stephen Furtick sermon. And I'm telling you, that's, that's bad. Where I have a thought, I have an ideology, I have a tip, I have a life hack. I'm going to smash it into the text. That's eisegesis. Apparently it's not just for preachers anymore.
2: So the fact that she's not gonna be saved by the prince and no. she's the proactive one and That's she's right. the one who set the terms. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Is what makes it so yeah. relevant to where we are
1: today. Can a can a woman ever be rescued by a man? So I'm just I just want, I never want this to happen to these two women. They went hiking and they fell into a ravine. Their leg got stuck. And I, I received the call. Well, I can't, I can't rescue you girls. Cause I'm a boy. You don't want that. No, we wouldn't want anybody to be rescued by a man. This is why we'll be posting a new video next week. They are 20 questions intended to help husbands to be even better. Do you recall the statistics that Nancy Piercy shared in her new book, whose title escapes me at the moment? She was talking about the statistic that claims evangelical men get divorced at the same rate as pagans, and that's true. But evangelical men who actually practice the faith know staggeringly lower divorce rates. Furthermore, their wives are happier, their children receive more attention. Sometimes when it comes to polls and statistics, the devil is in the details. These were questions intended to help us be better men especially in an age when you've got the world saying men are just idiots it's it's just a all of this hey we just want some equal rights how quickly it turns into no we want to dominate (laughs) that's really what this is why because it's got crt written all over it prince charming if i'm not mistaken is a white male clearly oppressive. So we got to tear him down. No more Prince Charmings, only queens who run the place because it isn't about equality. It's about domination. And we see the deconstruction all around us, don't we? The effort to try to take what used to be this and turn it into that. Go build your own thing. If you're postmodern, go do your own thing. To, to, in, go into a state and just call all postmoderns. Hey, everybody! If you're postmodern, yeah, and you can make a, a decision, then come to our state, and we will live in our postmodern utopia. You can build whatever it is that you choose, but stop tearing down. And the reason that everything is a tear down is is, is because it's Marxism. That's 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 that is these these very pleasant young women, oblivious to that, I'm certain, steeped in second and third wave feminism. all they want to do is just tear down the patriarchy in more movie news. As witchcraft becomes a multi-billion dollar business, practitioners' connection to the natural world is changing. This is from Religion News. Did he catch that? Witchcraft is a multi-billion dollar business. That's a really good entertainment story right there, Jimmy. Do you know why? (laughs) Why? Harry Potter! Oh. I'm just saying. Harry Harry Potter is the connection. Right there. How to stay entertained while Hollywood strikes is the name of this article from The Cut. The world would like to help you get through a very sad time in American history when people in Hollywood are striking and we're not going to have our TV shows and left-track sitcoms and filthy, foul movies just pouring into our homes. Here is... (laughs) I'd like to say I'm making this up, but this is a world that wouldn't stop and think for a moment to maybe read something deep. Now to their credit in this list, I think it's like 20 things in this list. They do say, Hey, go read a book, but what kind of book fantasy romance novel? So here's recommendation. Number one, crochet, a bikini Two, take a very long walk, catch up on non vendor pump. Bravo. Uh, so watch reruns of other shows. So if you're missing TV, well, go watch reruns or enter the villa. I, 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 don't, I It's another series. Go so go watch that. It's really smarmy stuff, too. I'm guessing Love Island. Could it be? A, I don't think Mr. Rourke would approve of what goes on on Love Island. Make a DIY sorbet. Do an Instagram purge. Make a dog Halloween costume. Get a library card. And now it's just to read novels. Sleep. Join a community garden. Watch HBO. (laughs) It's just so sad. Have a field trip. Learn to shuck an oyster. Line dry your clothes. Nap in the sun. Join a subreddit for your favorite show. Nothing about learning. Nothing about deepening. No, nothing about serving
3: others. No, you get to learn to shuck an oyster.
1: By the but- way, by the way, just was reading. Oh, who was talking? Uh, it's it's a new book that came out about why people aren't going to church anymore, and they did a survey of thousands and thousands of people, and they concluded something that I think has been obvious to most of us for a long time: churches aren't asking enough of people. We're just an add-on. And the problem is they can get whatever it is that these silly side shows are offering packaged way better. And then Netflix is way better than the movie sermon series that's being done at Saddleback, where you go see a husband and wife dressed up as Little Bo Peep and as Woody. Although I think she should have been Buzz Lightyear. That would have been, I think, a little bit more reflective of the dynamic that Pastor Pastrix Duo, nothing about deepening, and the church isn't calling people to come into the deep and serve. The humans were designed by God. We're made to work. We're made to be in community. We are made to serve. Why? Because God is the serving God. The number of verses that talk about God serving us staggering. Luke chapter twelve, when we see Jesus serving us at a banquet. What? <laughs> what? We we those things are just woven into the fabric of our DNA. And the church offers all of those things, but they're just, don't ask people to do much, they won't come. Uh, Turns out, just the opposite. Ask more, not less.
0: This is Wretched Radio. Books of the Bible. Zechariah was a prophet who preached God's judgment, repentance, and the promise of salvation to the Jews returning from exile. He relays a series of apocalyptic visions focusing on the coming of Christ, the final salvation of God's people, and the final judgment upon sinners. Remember that Jesus is the ultimate fulfillment of prophecy. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. Get ready
1: to squirm. This is Wretched Radio. One word that might make you go, (laughs) you ready for that word? Here it is. L-O-V-E, love. You say, no, I love love. And I love stuff. I love chocolate. I love a ride in the country. But do you love the love of God? Or does talking about God's, get ready for this word, another one that might make you bristle, his affection for you, give you the hives. Dr. Heath Lambert has written a book that just might help you. If, now please note, this this is going to sound like, a little bit, like one of those ads for one of these new medications that helps you with whatever your malady is. And then it gives like seventy-five things you're going to get from it that are seemingly way worse. I would wait a second. All right, I I can't imagine. I mean, I've had the hives before. So, well, like when I was a kid, I don't know how I got them. Got them. It's not fun. It's terrible. So having itching skin. I get it. I'm watching some commercial for an itchy skin medication. I didn't know it, it's not like we used to put calamine lotion on it, that goopy stuff, sort of like mercurochrome. Whatever happened to that? And the laundry list, and it was cancer <laughs> and diabetes. And I'm like, whoa. I'd rather my skin itch. I'd rather scratch up against a post than get any of those things. You make your own medical decisions for yourself. This is going to sound a wee bit like that. This is the disclaimer. We actually would like you to have this book if you do get the hives from thinking about God's love for you. Heath Lambert's book is called The Great Love of God, Encountering God's Heart for a Hostile World. It has a foreword by Johnny Erickson Tada, and he recognizes and identifies that some of us struggle with this subject. About oh, three weeks, four weeks ago, Jimmy, we did a response to the Netflix video on the Gaither mm-hmm. disaster, and it had to do with the Duggar family, and they were they were diving into uh, some of the teachings, and we 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 talked about it and what we might be able to learn from it, and not just jump on and pile on. And we said at the end, if you've been, if you have been influenced by Bill Gothard's teaching, to the extent that you struggle with actually enjoying the fact that God loves you and the fact that He wants you to experience it. It isn't a box to be checked, right? Okay, God so loved the world. Got it checked. Next. What else do I need to know here? Because I understand that. No, no, no. Not about understanding the love of God; it's experiencing the love of God, that you might know it in an experiential way. That God actually loves you. I guess it'd just be L O V E S S U, not S's. <laughs> well, you unless it's plural love. Lu- At any rate, <laughs> the number of b- I-, I I think the last time I heard now, and we did the exact same disclaimer only if you have been affected by these teachings and you struggle with this subject, then you go to wretched.org slash love and we'll give you the book. And I, for the most part, and even if they weren't affected by Gothard's teaching and they struggled with really, really enjoying the love of God in increasing measure, we said, we'll send you the book. Now that was, that was a YouTube video. 120 people said, I'd I, I like that book. So we thought you might, need it to. And we'll give it to you. But please don't just go to wretched.org slash love because it's a free book giveaway. That's, that's really not its purpose. It's too expensive, quite honestly. <laughs> it's not a cheap book, but we'll give it to you. You have to pay for shipping, just FYI. You do have to pay for shipping, but we'll send you the book because God wants you to know his love for you Uh, Do you know why God created the world? Now, there's a lot of reasons that you could give. But ultimately, obviously for his glory, he did all of this. But might I suggest the motivation for God's creation of an entire universe, not to mention his predetermined plan to create human representatives that would sin, that would need a seed, a head crusher to redeem them, to defeat death, knew that all along. But what motivated that? What motivated that? Why would he do that? Might I suggest John 3.16 holds the key for us, that it was his overflowing love, so much love. I, I want people to experience this and enjoy this. I got so much of this that I even love really wretched, awful people because he's good. He wants us to have the best, and the best is him and his love. Then he wants you to know it. He created a universe so that he could express it through the redemptive work of his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. Are you able to experience, enjoy, and grow in that knowledge and love? If not, we'll give you this book. If... That is actually an experience for you. It's called The Great Love of God. You can get it at wretched.org slash love. Would you like to get a little bit more of the heebie-jeebies? Let me just read some of this to you. It's going to challenge you. It challenged me. I really had to ask myself a question as I'm reading this. Why do I find myself being a little uptight about some of the language that <laughs> Lambert used? And. And, and a part of it is, and I think, and he actually identifies this in in some of the categories of people who resist really focusing on the love of God. That some of it is because of the abuse on the doctrine of the love of God. It's become so squishy, so terrible, you know, just ridiculously overused and romantic uh, that it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, that might be it for me. Ugh. Might I have abandonment issues? I I don't know, but I found myself going. Hey, Heath, that's, uh, let's kind of back off on the love of God business here. because Now, there is one word that I that I, I wish he had chosen another word. And he explains the word that he chose. And it's right. He's, he's right to use that word. But I, I'm, I'm using that word as an example of how I, I, I had to do some wrestling with this book. The word was embrace. God's embrace of you, I hear that and I go, that sounds like a Bethel worship song about oceans of his deep, embracing, warm love. But isn't that the way the Bible describes God's all-encompassing? He'll surround you with his love? You're in a cocoon of love. How did that sentence hit you? Whoa, 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 With a cocoon of love. What did what just happened here? That's just the way the Bible talks. The scriptures are very willing to talk about God's love in very effusive terms. You're gonna struggle with this book? Then it might actually be for you. Here's how it starts: God loves you. <laughs> God's love. Now, just just do a little test on yourself. Just see where my my discomfort meter ticks to. Scale of one to ten. God's love is greater than the measureless galaxies in the vast expanse of creation. Huh? How's your meter? And where's it ticking right now? That's how big God's love. You say Phew. just gloppy talk. Okay. How 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 does God describe His love? Extends to the universe. That's where he gets it from. This is biblical language. Now it's condensed. And any time, by the way, you read a book that focuses on one attribute of God, you got to be careful because it can be consumed out of balance. That's that's. I don't care what it's about holiness of God, righteousness of God, love of God, the whatever whatever you're studying on one particular thing, it can it can it can cause some imbalanced responses. So we'll want to watch for that. God's love stretches eternally beyond the distant sun and plunges forever past the depths of the deepest sea. That's biblical language. He's just paraphrasing. It is broader than the sprawling sky, but nearer than the air in your lungs. God's love is more tender than a loved one's caress. How's your meter? and more powerful than a supernova's blast. It is infinitely more beautiful than the glorious colors encompassing the setting sun. God's love existed forever before you were born, and it will endure for an eternity after you die. That's paragraph one, page one. (laughs) If that made you queasy, you might need to get this book, and we'll give it to you. It's our gift. There are times when we identify what we believe to be might be some popular needs in the body. Mm, we did this before with the subject of assurance, with Mike Abendroth's compilation of Puritans talking about the assurance of God in very effusive, emphatic terms, by the way. And I think, was oh, that four, five, six hundred people requested that book? And we're thrilled to pieces to send it to you. It's courtesy of our gospel partners. You pay for shipping, but maybe just maybe. You could use a little bit more on the love of God. Wretched.org slash love. This is Wretched Radio. Sorry to ask you to do some arithmetic, but this is some math that will encourage you and make you very, very happy. This is one testimony of a mother who chose life because she saw her own baby courtesy of an ultrasound from preborn.
2: I was terrified. I really didn't know what to do. The first time I saw the ultrasound, I was just amazed. I was like, "Oh my gosh, is that my baby?" And like, like I heard her heartbeat, and I just, I just fell in love. If I could care about my daughter this much, if I could love my daughter this much, how much does God love me?
1: Now take that one testimony and multiply it by fifty four thousand two hundred and fifty three, because that is the number of babies that were saved last year because of ultrasounds at pre born centers. Would you please help us? grow that number by providing as many ultrasounds as possible at preborn.org slash wretched slash wretched hey thanks for listening to wretched radio today we
3: are so grateful for your ongoing support we exist to preach the gospel to equip others to preach the gospel to strengthen the local church that's what we're all about around here and we want you to join us in making that happen and if you need transparency and accountability we're all about that as well remembers in good standing with the ecfa which means we couldn't waste your money even if we wanted to So would you consider partnering with Wretched to save the lost and to reach millions with the gospel? The more you give, the more we're able to give. We rely on your kindness and your generosity. So become a gospel partner. Just visit Wretched.org slash donate. You can get all of the answers to all of the questions that you have right now on what it might look like in your life to do so. Wretched.org slash donate. Wretched amazing grace,
1: amazing gospel. Ah, some good news. Two encouragements from the Tomorrow Clubs. They have hundreds of weekly kids meeting clubs in Eastern Europe, but now they've expanded to Africa and the kids are swarming the Tomorrow Clubs. They have never seen greater attendance than the hundreds of new clubs that they are opening up in Africa. That should encourage all of us. The gospel is going forth and reaching kids in unreached places. Encouragement number two, would you like to become a Tomorrow Club's ministry partner? Your support will help the Tomorrow Clubs open up even more Tomorrow Clubs and reach even more kids with the gospel. Please consider becoming a ministry partner at tomorrowclubs.org slash tomorrowclubs.org slash Wretched
0: God has given the church many gifts for the building up of the body. One gift is giving. All Christians are commanded to give, but God has given some an extra measure of generosity so that they can give generously, knowing that God will provide for them as they work to provide for the needs of the church. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. Oh,
1: fascinating. We've had our first request from one handsome Jimmy Hicks. Well, <laughs> could not possibly be? This is Wretched Radio. Jimmy, where'd, where'd your queasy meter yeah, go? You
3: know, uh, and I'll be honest with you, Todd, it, it probably went a little higher um, than, than I would like. I actually have had the book for two months myself. Oh, what? I bought it when it was first released. I haven't got past page two. For that very reason, it was
1: because it was too much for yeah, you. It, it it is. I get it. Yep, I get. I get it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: There, there. Okay, Th- there was there was another book that, uh, uh, that was written on the gentleness or the lowliness or the meekness of Jesus, and and I struggled to finish that one because it just it 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 was it, it was. Again, you've got to give some consideration to the author. When they're focusing on a particular subject, you're going to get a lot on that subject, and you're going to be asking the question, well, where are they with the justice and righteousness and holiness of God? Well, what about the fact that he's a consuming fire? And and you you can feel like, therefore, the book is so imbalanced, I can't benefit. Well, you can, because a book that tried to address all attributes of God would actually be called the Bible. And it would just be an unreasonable tome to read. And so instead, Keith Lambert has compiled many of the verses that describe the love of God. And I know how I responded. Now we know how Jimmy responded. (laughs) Jimmy. Yes. Were you loved as a child? I I was. I think. You're sure? I know. This love of God is different and better than any love you've ever experienced in your life. The love of every other person for you is based on something about you. They love you because you're their son or daughter, husband or wife. They love you because you're cute, pretty, smart, funny. They may love you because of something you did or didn't do. This is not the way God loves. Everyone else loves you because of something true about you. God loves you because of something true about himself. (laughs) Oh, man. It's God's nature to love. Is it possible that you have a heavy burden still? Because as a Christian, when you sin, you feel absolutely crushed by it. Make no mistake about it: a Christian with a tender conscience, which we should always seek to maintain, should feel badly about sin. But but this—it just—it's—it's more than that. It, it's more than you committed a sin. You confess it to God, you thank him for his mercy, and and then off you go. No, it just stays with you, and you're like pilgrim, and you're not making much progress, but you're gaining a lot of weight on your back. Could it be because you struggle with the love of God, that he really, really, really loves, and he manifests that love through the person and work of his son, the Lord Jesus Christ? Please notice how I separated manifest and Jesus with second person of the Trinity so as not to be a T.D. Jakes-like modalist. God loves you. And if you aren't experiencing the joy that he wants you to have, maybe this is where you're tripping. For whatever reason, re- you know what? To not get all Freudian. The reality is how you were brought up, how you were loved historically, It's it shapes you. It it molds you to a degree. That could be a reason. But if, you're, if your walk isn't increasingly, <sighs> I have shalom, maybe it's because you struggle with the doctrine of God's love. It is God's nature to love. Nothing you've ever done or ever could do will make God love you. He loves you because of who he is, not who you are. It flows from the fact that he is God. Love is who God is and what God does. I I could be wrong, but I think there's only one time in the entire Bible when God puts a predicate nominative between a noun and a descriptor. God is what? Love. It's who he is. And if you struggle to like, oh, wow, that's, that's like amazing then you're missing out and God doesn't want you to miss out because that's why he created the universe for you to experience this and actually enjoy it. Then maybe you're the sort of goes, no, no, no. If I do too much basking in the love of God, I'm going to slip in sanctification. Heath makes the case. I think the Bible makes the case. Just the opposite is true. The more you love God, the more you hate sin. That's just the formula. It is so basic. Love him more. Look at the cross. Appreciate the cross. See what God has done. We just had a sermon on this on Sunday. First Peter 2, I believe, verse 24. An injection, it seems, into this, this trilogy of submission. Submit to the government. Submit to your bad boss. Submit to your bad husband if you're a wife. And then in the middle of it, it tells you how. Well, what's the how? How do I do that? Because my reaction to God, what do you mean? We're not supposed to resist the tyrants? How can I do that? Study the cross. Look at what Jesus Christ did. Look, 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 study, study, study. Now, what did he do? What was it there? I think many of us, yes, justice was taking place at the cross. Absolutely. Sorrow and love flowed mingled down. Did air such love and sorrow meet? Huh? Love? What? That was an act of love? Yeah. F- for you, sinner. For you. God's love will never waver. If God's love were based on who you are, then you could change it. You could do something to make it start or stop. When God loves you because it's his nature to love, his love for you will last as long as he does. The significance of this love will stretch into 10,000 forevers. It will transform everything about you. Indeed, it will. It'll change you. It, it's, going to, it's going to transform you into the image of Jesus. When you stare at him with unveiled face, what happens? You are transformed from one level of glory into another. This does not mean we never talk about sin. Doesn't mean we don't talk about holiness. It doesn't mean we talk, don't talk about foolishness. Mm, but it does mean that we should be talking about the love of God a lot. The great love of God is his commitment based on who he is to delight in you. Okay, Jimmy's meter just went, hold it, <laughs> hold it. Okay, I can sort of grasp this non-emotive sort of love that God has. Okay, it's a benevolence. It's a self-sacrificial love. Hold on. That word that was just used is that he delights in you. Now, it's not because you're delightful. Heath is making that clear. It's because you're in Christ. You're hidden in his son in whom he delights, in whom he is well-pleased. That means you're in Christ. He's well-pleased with you. God is well-pleased with you today. You say, no, wait a second. I looked at pornography this morning. Are you in Christ? He's well-pleased with you. And you know what that's going to cause you to do? Not want to turn on that computer again. While you were doing that this morning, God was well-pleased with you. That's that's the fuel you need if you want to fight sin. It is the absolute, f- why would I do this wicked thing and sin against my God who loved me and died for me? The great love of God is his commitment based on who he is to delight in you, to give you wonderful things, and to protect you from harm. That everything that you experience in this life that is good is a gift of love from God, I have a bottle of juice. it is peach mango, low calorie, no sugar added. it quenches my thirst this is a This is a gift of love from God because where do where do these gifts come from? All good and perfect gifts come from whom from him i I think- I think it was Randy Alcorn. In his book Heaven, who said that 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 if if you love the rays of the sun, when you're in the south, you're inside, you're just shivering because everybody turns the air conditioning down to like 60 in the south. And you step outside and it goes, ah, oh, it feels so good. Or you're in the Midwest and you come out of winter hibernation and the sun is, oh, what are you digging? You're digging the warmth of the sun. It's the sun that is giving you the rays and the warmth that you're enjoying. So it's really not the rays we should be loving as much as the producer of that gift. Ditto with everything, everything, every good thing that you've experienced today. Here's here's perhaps the key line. God does not love you because you matter. You matter because God loves you. Want to wrap your head around that? And more importantly then, have your heart affected by that? The book is called The Great Love of God. If you struggle with this particular subject, we would like to give it to you. Go to redshed.org slash Bible. Redshed.org slash Bible. You pay for shipping. We pay for the book, courtesy of our gospel partners. Are you tempted? but thinking, nah, maybe everybody else. I'm just, I'm, I'm too big of a mess, or I've sinned too much. Wretched.org slash love. And until tomorrow, go serve your king.